My Lord, my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The Lord says, You, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too small to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient times. This is a short passage from the prophet Micah, which is a prophecy, of course, of the incarnation of redemption in Jesus. And this passage is used as the first reading tomorrow on the feast of the birthday of Our Lady, Nativity, the Nativity of the Mother of God. You, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too small to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel. And this is the logic of Our Lady's story of her life, of her vocation. Lord, that you use what is small and what is humble to do great things. The seemingly insignificant becomes the occasion the occasion, the opportunity for the divine, for the miraculous and the salvific. And Our Lady knew this, and she named it and articulated it for us in the Magnificat after she saw God do it, do it in her at the Annunciation. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness, the humble servant of the Lord. The Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. And what our Lord does in Our Lady is truly great, Lord Jesus. What God does in Our Lady is nothing less than you, right? Jesus Christ, the Holy One of God, God Himself, God and man. Micah goes on to sing the praises of Jesus the Redeemer. He shall stand firm and shepherd his flock by the strength of the Lord in the majestic name of the Lord his God. And they shall remain, for now his greatness shall reach to the ends of the earth. He shall be peace. But all of this through the humble one, the small one, too small to be among the clans of Judah. the birthday of Our Lady. 
Sometimes when someone has a birthday, their baby pictures start appearing on Facebook. Usually the source of the baby pictures is their mother, some loving and proud mother. This is Timmy when he was just a month old. Sometimes it's a mischievous sibling out for revenge. (laughs) And it's kind of interesting. You look at the pictures of people when they were just born or just few first few years of their life or months and you look for a resemblance and sometimes you can kind of see a resemblance yeah I can see that it's uh, kind of looks like George and other times you can't see anything it's just like wow it's, uh, what happened he was so cute <laughs> but I think all the time when you see baby pictures of people you know. Um, it's always kind of striking, right? The miracle of life, of maturity. That so much came from so little that there was so much development. That that person we know at one point was just this little infant, this little child. And to celebrate the birth of our Blessed Mother, the birth of Mary of Nazareth, is to bring that point home for us, but in our faith. It underscores the reality of Our Lady's life, the historical nature of our faith. Our Lady was once just like any other infant. And how great she is now, the Queen of Heaven, the Mother of God, the Queen of all saints. And yet at one point, just like us and anyone else, she was just a baby, just a baby to her mother and her father, to her relatives and her friends. And yet what a great potential that was there. That from that baby would come another baby. From that infant would come another infant. You, Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the mystery of nature, we know that at least a part of his humanity, it's a great mystery, but at least a part of his humanity was always already present in her humanity. That, Lord, you were there in a state of potential, or your humanity at least, was there in that little child, that little Mary, waiting to be actualized, waiting for her vocation. Lord, increase our faith. Our faith is not fable, it's not legend, it's not mythology, it's historically anchored. Mary, who is still real in heaven with her body and soul, soon into heaven, there forever, 
was also totally real during her life and therefore had a birthday. And we celebrate that tomorrow. Joseph, son of David, the angel says to St. Joseph in the gospel, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. And that virgin is our mother. That virgin is Mary of Nazareth. And Mary of Nazareth had parents, Joachim and Anne, saints Joachim and Anne. And Mary came into the world, just like all of us, born of her mother, totally helpless, totally needy, small, insignificant. And we thank God. We thank God that this happened to Our Lady. We thank God that this happens to every human being. The gift of life and the gift of redemption, so closely bound together in our faith. The birth of Our Lady, and therefore the possibility that our Lord could be human and have a, have a mother and be our brother, that we could be his brothers and sisters. Liturgically, it's a very interesting feast because uh, it's kind of an anomaly. There's only three birthdays that are celebrated liturgically. The birth of Our Lady on September 8th, the birth of Jesus, Christmas, and the birth of John the Baptist on June 24th. And if you think about it, well, it's like, well, what do these three have in common? Usually when we celebrate the, the uh, feast day of a saint, as you know, it's, it's usually on or close to their death day, you could say. The church calls it very supernaturally. <laughs> the church calls it the Dies Natalis, the day that a saint died and went to heaven. is called the Dies Natalis, the day of their birth. It's their birth into eternal life. Especially true of the martyrs. But, in, but with these three exceptions that Our Lady, Jesus, and John the Baptist all get liturgical recognition of their birthday, the day that they came into the world. And what they have in common isn't too hard to understand. It's that they were all born already holy. They were all born already in grace, we could say. Our Lady, because she's conceived without original sin, we celebrate that Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. Our Lord, because he is the Holy One of God, he is God made man, so entirely without sin. 
And then why John the Baptist? Well, because the church sees in the church sees in the scene of the visitation John leaping in the womb at the presence of Jesus and sees there a kind of baptism by desire. He's already responding to the presence of the Savior. Baptized in a certain sense by the fluid in his mother's womb, leaping into it, responding to the presence of Jesus. And so that's why we celebrate these three liturgical birthdays. We say happy birthday to Our Lady and happy birthday to Jesus and happy birthday to John the Baptist because they didn't need baptism right after birth because they're already sanctified at the moment of their birth one way or another. And we thank the Lord because they're special, right? Their, their births are signs of our redemption, signs of God's love for us, instruments of his redemption. And so we rejoice in it and we contemplate it. The liturgy, um, when it celebrates Feast of Our Lady, often it uses Psalm 87. It doesn't this time. Um, but it's a beautiful psalm. It's the praise of Jerusalem, and it, it applies that praise of Jerusalem to Our Lady. On the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. Among those who know me, I mention Rahab and Babylon. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. This one was born there, they say. And of Zion it shall be said, this one and that one were born in her. For the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord records as he registers the peoples, this one was born there. Singers and dancers alike say, all my springs are in you. Like glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. Why? Because these wonderful heroes of faith, these wonderful figures of the history of, of Israel, the Old Testament, great biblical celebrities, this one and that one were born in her, in Jerusalem. This one was born there. All my springs are in you. And the church very beautifully takes this and says, hey, the Holy Spirit is talking about Our Lady. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God, O Mary. And if Jerusalem should be praised because of the people who came from the city, right, who were born and raised there, so too Our Lady should be praised even more. This one was born there. Jesus was conceived in her, born of her, God. This one and that one were born in her, for the Most High himself will establish her. And people do this, right, with their, um, with their hometowns or home states. And uh, um, the more insecure they are about their hometown or their home state, the more they remind people 
of, you know, who was from there. You know, being from New Jersey, this happens. People find out you're from New Jersey and they say, oh, haha, you know, what exit? Because they think all of New Jersey is just that strip of the turnpike, which is actually where I'm from. But the, <laughs> but the part that seems like most, you know, unappealing and post-industrial and apocalyptic. Anyway. And so, you, you know, you get defensive and you're like, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra grew up just a couple towns from me. You, you know who Frank Sinatra is, don't you? Well, he grew up just, you know, a few towns north. Not at the same time, but... And then it's like, well, you ever hear Bruce Springsteen? Well, yeah, he's from New Jersey. Or... You know, my sister actually went to grade school one year with Shaquille O'Neal. That's pretty neat. Uh, she said it was huge, like a third grader was just a gigantic kid already. And so we do this, you know, I mean, if you're from like French Lick, Indiana, <laughs> the only thing you have is that Larry Bird was born there. Right? <laughs> and so that's what they say, right? This one was, <laughs> this one was born there, they say. And that's, that's good, right? We should be, you know, proud of where we're from and who we are connected to, however loosely. And so much more for our faith, right? It's not so much what we know, but who we know. Our faith is all about connections. And just like, well, you know, big deal, you you were born in the same town as Larry Bird. Well, it is a big deal, right? It's like, yeah, I'm, this is awesome that Larry Bird is from French Lick, and I'm from French Lick, and and people are proud of that, and they should be, because it's real. It's a real connection. And even though it's tangential, right, it's still meaningful. And this is the same with Our Lady. It's like, well, who am I to claim that I, you know, can rejoice in Our Lady's birth and a connection with her and a connection with our Lord. Well, it's true because, because this is our faith that we're incorporated by baptism, Lord, into your body. And therefore, all that you have is mine. Just like the father of the prodigal son says to the elder son, trying to get him to have a bigger heart, and be grateful for what he has. He says, all that I have is yours. All that's mine is yours. You have everything that, that I have. And Jesus says the same thing to us. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And he gives us his Father. We're related to him because his Father is our Father. And he gives us his mother. Behold, your mother. And so just like we're proud of where we come from, well, we're proud of Our Lady. All my springs are in you. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. This one was born there, they say. This one and that one were born in her. We love her. We love our mother. 
And Joseph Pieper, a great philosopher, when he analyzes love in this book, Faith, Hope, and Love, he makes this point. He says that the heart of all love, or whatever kind of love we have, at the heart of it, what they all have in common is affirmation. When we love anything or anyone, fundamentally we're affirming them. We say, it's good that you exist. It's good that you exist. And that implicitly means that it's good that we're related, right? It's good that you exist and it's good that I know that you exist because I can love you and you can love me. It's good that you exist. And that's what birthday celebrations are. When we say happy birthday, we're basically saying, it's good that you exist, and I'm glad that you made it out alive. I'm glad that you're still with us. Sometimes people even say congratulations, which is more complicated. It's like, oh, you're turning 50. Congratulations. Well, I don't know what I, did. I, I didn't do much. I mean, I just avoided death until now, but I guess I'll take the congratulations. And, you know, it's like, congratulations, you're older. Okay. I guess if you hit 80, 90, 100, then it's a compliment, but congratulations. But the real idea is that, hey, it's good that you're here, right? And that I know you and that you know me and that we're in this together. It's good to be. It's good to be. I was talking to a guy the other day, very thoughtful college student. And um, I, j- I just met him and I was there with a friend of mine who was a friend of his. And we were talking, and then he started commenting on this mutual friend that we have. And he said something very interesting. He said, he said, you know, I'm so glad that I met you, because now I realize the world is a much more interesting place than I thought it was before I met you. And what a great compliment that was, right? Like meeting someone like shows us the possibility of being, right? Or that the world is capable of producing. That was his point. It's like, I, I realize now that the world is capable of producing something that I didn't have any idea it was capable of producing. And this third friend is, is quite a character, so it's... It was a compliment, but also a little bit of a, a jive, you know, <laughs> because he's a real, he's a real character. But it was mostly a compliment, right, and a very beautiful one. It's like I'm glad I met you because it showed me the possibilities of existence that I didn't know, or at least some of them, right, that I didn't know before. And I was like, wow, this kid really—he should be a poet. And this is us, and this is Our Lady, right? It's good, happy birthday. It's good that you exist. Because this great good came through you, and because you are Our Lady, this great good for us, you're our mother. 
Behold your mother, our mother in heaven and our mother on earth. This one was born from you. This one came to be in you. Our very heart, our hope, our God, our happiness, Jesus Christ. It's good that you exist because it's good that through you, he exists. And the great challenge of our life is to do what Our Lady did, right? To recognize our littleness, to recognize our humility, and to obey God, right? To love him by doing his will. And our Lord tells us that her greatness is open to us. And what he did for her in our own way, he can do for us. He can look upon the lowliness of us, his servants, and do great things for us. But we have to want it, and we have to get on board, and we have to be humble and be obedient. It's not easy. But her greatness and that it's her goodness that his being born in her is open to us. He can be born in us if we imitate her spiritually. And our Lord makes this clear, not just in one passage, but in a couple. As he said this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And this is something that we can do. This blessedness is open to us. And then even more powerfully in the Gospel of Matthew. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brethren. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And so, in our own way, Lord, you want us to be able to be Our Lady, be your mother, bring you into the world so that that praise of Jerusalem, which the church applies to your mother so beautifully, this one, that one, were born in her. You, Lord, were born in her. Can also be praise for, of us and praise for us that you, Lord, were born in me because like Our Lady, I became humble and obedient, right? wanting to love and therefore doing your will, laying down my own will, doing your will, letting you into the world again in my life. We go to her, our lady, our mother. Happy birthday. It's good that you exist. Thank you for being our mother, for bringing us into the faith by giving birth to Jesus in us. Our lady, our mother, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help 
Put them into effect, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.